Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harris here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Well, it was a strong start today. This morning, we got a number of companies beating on earnings estimates once again here, and that was after yesterday's absolute crush from Facebook and Apple both. And that really has been the story of Q1 earnings, just absolutely crushing expectations. Check this out. At the beginning of the year, Wall Street analysts were, were anticipating from Q1 last year to Q1 this year, earnings per share growth at about 12%. They weren't even close. So far, with 40% of the S&P 500 companies reporting, earnings per share growth is now over 29%. It looks only to be heading higher from here. We've got another exciting week of earnings next week as well. Uh, we got a, a couple coming in tomorrow uh, that'll be big too, ExxonMobil, Chevron, uh, and a number of others as well that we'll be reporting on here. But... If you've been tuning in with us, you know that we've been talking about this for some time. We've been projecting that Q1 earnings were going to be strong, and we'll say it here again now, that Q2 earnings are going to be even stronger, and it really is fairly simple. When you look at what happened last year, coronavirus insanity, lockdown insanity, it makes sense to see companies bouncing back strong on as many have talked about, this reopening trade. So we'll, con- we'll continue to report on that here. We continue to expect massive beats coming in, not only to end off this Q1 earnings season, but as we kick off Q2 as well. But one area that's been a little bit maybe less expected from us here was the rate at which share buybacks have been increasing. Now, we are back to roughly our highest levels since the beginning of coronavirus insanity. Companies were buying back stock at record levels going into it, uh, the end of 2019 and 2020, and then fell off a cliff last year. Now we're getting back to some real momentum in share buybacks. Like I said, the highest levels since the beginning of coronavirus insanity last year. So now, in addition to the $22 trillion plus in global fiscal and monetary stimulus. You've heard us talk about that here a lot. Kip and I joke all the time that if we were going to just cover one thing on the podcast, that's it. That is the reason to be bullish here. But now we've got share buybacks as well, adding fuel to the fire. And, you know, say what you want about companies buying back their stock. But one thing's for sure, it sends There are at least tens to send share prices higher. And now we're also entering a new month here. April ends tomorrow. April 30th is the last day of the month. And then May kicks off getting a new round of buying from pension plans, retirement funds. So to front run that, we expect we're going to get a strong close to the week tomorrow, front running those, uh, those buying plans. And then... The beginning of May, we're going to be ready to rock and roll here into May. And as Kip's covered here on the podcast a decent amount, sell in May and go away. I mean, it goes back to 1950, a classic adage of Wall Street, and has served to be true. Over the last 10 years, not so much. We know certainly last year that trade didn't work out as 
the market soared from May to October of last year. So it also in the in the uh, first May to April of or May to October of a new president, I believe is also incredibly strong as well. So we see a number of reasons to be bullish here. And another reason here, let's take a look at our markets on the day because we continue to hit all-time highs for our markets. We saw it in the NASDAQ today. We got it in the S&P 500. And we are not, still not, at extreme overbought readings on our VRA momentum oscillators. We're getting there on some, but we're not there on money flow, RSI. That is extremely bullish. The pullback that we saw, as we were talking about here on the podcast, there were a couple weeks where we saw some mixed to negative internals and our markets really didn't pull back much at all. They hovered near those all-time highs. And so now, as we're back to all-time highs, we've got plenty of room to run on our VRA momentum oscillator. So just another reason that we remain extremely bullish here. And if, as if all those things weren't enough, we got our sentiment reports back this week. Fear and greed is at a 62, which is on the greed side there but still far from extreme greed. AAII, the Investor Sentiment Survey, has been at some elevated levels, bulls getting over 50%, but this week, that pullback we got a couple weeks ago really took some air out of investors' sales because bullish investors dropped by 10% week over week here for AAII, now to 42% of investors bullish to roughly 25% bearish. So yes, there are more bulls than bears, but until... We start to see about a 90 on fear and greed, which is at 62 right now, and a 60% plus for bullish investors on AAII. Again, we're at 42% there now. Until we get to those levels, we're, we're going to play this as if we are far from a serious market top. That's how we've been here positioned for some time, and we don't see it stopping, at least not yet. We'll be reporting on it here, though. But going into the trading session today, looked to be a solid day of trading in the futures market. All of our major indexes were higher, maybe with the exception of the small caps. But right after the open, we immediately got some selling pressure. The bears tried to come out in full force, you know, after Biden's speech last night, which really nobody watched, so it wasn't a huge deal. (laughs) Uh, But talking about tax hikes and regulation, The bears really tried to sell this market off, but it turned out it was a bear trap. Around midday today, the market resumed its move higher. And really, that's a fairly common occurrence. When you get a higher open, you get that lull into midday, and then towards the end of the day, you get that rebound where the trend resumes for the day. It happens often, and it works both ways. If you get a lower open, a lot of times you'll get a little bit of a bounce before finishing into that weakness. It, day traders commonly refer to that as wave movements, and this today was a fairly classic one. We would have liked to see stronger action into the close. You know, our, our market's finishing at highs of the day, but we had a fairly solid close. Uh, we got, like I said, all-time highs from the S&P and NASDAQ. Uh, The Nasdaq didn't quite finish at an all-time closing high, but did get an all-time intraday high today. But we were led by the Dow, up just over 7 tenths of 1% to 34,060, followed there by the S&P 500, an all-time high, up 0.68% to 4,211. 
And next up was the NASDAQ, up just over two-tenths of 1% to 14,082. Our laggard on the day was the Russell 2000. It's been our leadership group for a lot of this week. Uh, so not a big pause here, but down 0.38% to 2,295. Looking at our internals on the day, not quite the numbers you would have liked to see with two of our major indexes and a number, a big number of sectors hitting all-time highs. Uh, so you'd like to see good numbers from the internals, but we also have advanced decline line hitting all-time highs as well, pulling back maybe a little bit today. But other indicators here hitting all-time highs. So not a huge concern, but something that we're watching closely. But the NYSE did come back positive on its advanced decline line today. So hitting another new all-time high here, another all-time high. Uh, NASDAQ slightly negative, but new 52-week highs to lows. Absolutely crushed today with 681 stocks on both the NYSE and the NASDAQ hitting 52-week highs today to just 47, hitting 52-week lows. So over 14 to 1 positive on the day. That's what you want to see. The breadth of this market just continues to impress here. And then lastly, volume did come in negative for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ today. Looking at our sectors, like I mentioned earlier, a number of sectors hitting all-time highs. Housing got some economic data back this morning. March's pending home sales coming in below expectations, but as you heard with the earnings numbers earlier, I mean, these annual analyst expectations, I mean, it's, it's impressive how far off they can be with given the access to data that they have, but February's numbers revised lower as well, and still, HGX, the housing index, continues trucking. Another all-time high today, up a big 1.65% last time I checked, it finished Probably roughly around that area. Let's give it, oh, even better, 1.77% on HGX today. That's a big move for a huge sector there, huge index. And then transports also hitting another all-time high today as well, up just over eight-tenths of 1%. So when those two sectors are hitting all-time highs, it just speaks volumes to the strength of this market and really the strength of the economy Bouncing back here, yes, we have a way too high of a number of people unemployed right now, but this signals strength going forward here. These are leading economic indicators. A big reason that we remain bullish on the market here is these two sectors alone. So great to see today. And then looking at our S&P 500 sectors, we finished with uh, nine out of our 11 sectors higher on the day today. We were led by communication services. That was an all-time high. Financials, an all-time high. Next up was energy, which oil had a strong day today, followed by consumer staples, utilities, and then back to the all-time highs here. Industrials, all-time high. Real estate, all-time high. Materials, all-time high. Uh, you can keep going on those. It's really pretty impressive the number of sectors that continue to hit all-time highs here and the number of companies hitting either 52-week highs or all-time highs, exactly what you want to see in a market that you're bullish on. And then our laggards for the day, healthcare led the way lower, but really pretty flat, down less than four-tenths of 1%. And then tech, absolutely flat, 
0.03% down, no biggie there because we saw the semis leading the way. And that's what you want to see, semis leading tech up nine-tenths of 1%. So a strong day there from the semis, even with the NASDAQ still finished higher as well. So even with the tech sector finishing lower, that's, that's all right. We'll take it. Looking at our commodities on the day, gold up earlier in the session, now pretty much flat on the day, just like tech, down just 0.02% to $1,773 an ounce. Silver now up three-tenths of 1% to $26.16 an ounce. Copper down slightly, 0.18% to $4.48 a pound. Oil, as I mentioned earlier, up nicely on the day, 1.7% to $64.94 a barrel. Getting back to those highs since the coronavirus lows, uh, roughly in the 67 range is where the highs are there for oil. Really, almost... 68, just 67.98, so really close there. And then lastly for today, Bitcoin, higher earlier in the session, Ethereum, one of our other favorites here for cryptocurrencies, hit an all-time high earlier in the day, both down now, but Bitcoin really leading the way lower, now down 5% to 52,563 of Bitcoin. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top. We'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.